Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
know how to get get to you, but um, it, it's good. Everything's good. How are you, my brother? How are you feeling, man? Um, going through it, man. Just like you said, one day at a time, man. Experiencing loss, man. And it's deep, but mm-hmm. you know, got to keep on going one day at a time, man. Don't let too much of the stuff pull you down. I know, I know, A and X, they they may be kids, but those those are those are my kids, man. I love them too, man. So don't <laughs> you worry, man. And you know, you know, when all those happen, you go and put your foot down and they'll listen. So don't you worry about a doggone thing, man. You you already know. Absolutely, man. My 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 youngest uh, Avery and Xavier got their orange belt uh, a week or two ago. My oldest uh, Evelyn got her blue belt. So I got some karate kicking kids over around here, man. It's crazy, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. listen, dealing with it too. Had a loss in my family, um, you know, unexpected, out of nowhere. But you know, we just got to keep p- pushing ahead. You know, God's got a plan for us. So. That's all I can say, man. But it's good to hear your voice. Let's get cooking, man. Um, you know, we, we you you brought it up. The draft, um, NBA draft, took place last week. Um, kind of went Wait. shocked, surprised at camp. You you got something for me, brother? No, I want. Wait, wait. This be quick, quick, quick. I do want a moment of silence, right? Because we did lose some mm. people. But I want to say, rest in peace to Ryan Mallett, former quarterback yes, in the NFL, yes. and died. Uh, just yesterday through drowning um, and the news yeah. that I heard that now that he passed in that water, that the lifeguards and the officials around that area are now calling that water unsafe in a deadly beach. But I don't know how bad the undertow was, but he's no longer with us at the age of 35. And I remember him in college, all of the jumping around that he did and definitely trying to make an impact in the NFL. And um, speaking on that, I definitely want to give him a quick little moment of silence and then we can roll. All right, rest in peace, Ryan, man. Be easy, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that come through. I forgot to mention I apologize for that, TP. Um, very unexpected, out of nowhere. And I you know, the news did come out today that it was drowning. So um, very sad, very sad. Um prayers to him, his family, and, and friends, and everybody that knew and loved him, so uh, never never easy, man, never easy, but yeah, um, the draft is in the books, um, you know, we had some surprises, some some people fell, I, I felt like, you know, some teams had a pretty good draft, um, I mean, real quick, I mean, I don't want to get too deep in the draft, because I know you talked about it on your show, t- uh, the Timeless uh, Sunday Brunch on Sundays, uh, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so um, what team do you think, um, in your opinion, had the probably the most successful draft? It could be a couple of teams that you think had a good draft. But who do you think had a pretty good draft? Um, I think Dallas is on to come up with a way that they're trying to move and maneuver. And depending on how they handle the Kyrie-Lucas situation, I know Lucas not going anywhere, but if Kyrie keeps pushing this envelope like he's going to leave, they're at least trying to situate themselves so they are somewhat loaded. Um, I definitely think right now the pick of all picks is Victor right now. And um, I think the Spurs do win ultimately because he's there. But I don't want – this is the one thing I want to be fair with with the Spurs and everything around it is be fair to this kicker. There's a lot of pressure on him right now, and he is awesome. He's 19, but he's coming into a league with a team that is bare as bones. Like there's nothing really there in San Antonio. So – he could be great, but if they start losing, then what? Because I can remember just as far back as 2007 when the Seattle Supersonics ended up picking up Kevin Durant. That year they went 19 
in like '54. Like it was it was bad, and um, KD didn't get off the ground until year three after Russ came the next year, and then the year after that, Harden and uh, Ibaka came. Like they needed some time, so give them time. Cause the Spurs don't really have nothing there, and uh, Pop, I, I know that he needs a he needs a team around him. Pop's system works with more than just one player, so be patient. So yeah. I think the Spurs win because he's ultimately the best pick, but I still think they need to fill that cupboard for real. Because I think it is bare as ever in San Antonio, especially with them being at the bottom of the NBA. So it's tough. Right. So we we will see, but uh, definitely those Texas teams for me. Um, Houston also made some moves as well. Um, but I'm, I'm yeah. really looking at the, the Spurs, the Mavericks, definitely for real for now. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the Rockets draft. They only had two picks, but I I think getting uh, Thompson, uh, one of the twins, at the four pick, but then having Cam Whitmore fall to them um, where he did, I think it was number twenty or something like that. I thought that was um, that was a no brainer. I was surprised he fell that far, but I think a lot of people kind of felt that if anybody was going to fall in the draft, it was going to be Whitmore. And I, I don't think it's justified. I think he's a terrific player. So um, I think they got a steal with him. I like what I – th- I think I like what um, – I like Thunder did. I like Kaysen Wallace out of Kentucky. Um, I think he's going to be a good player. So um, they only had two picks this year. So um, it, I, I do like him as a player. I – I, I'm, I kind of waffled back and forth a little bit, TP, um, with what uh, the Hornets did. I, I like I like Brandon Miller. I, I probably would have gone Scoot Henderson, but I think Brandon Miller is a better shooter right now, so that kind of helps. I like Nick Smith out of Arkansas, though. So I thought that was a pretty good pick, um, you know, for, for them and, uh, with their second pick. Um, and I got to give the Blazers credit getting Henderson. I like Murray out of Iowa. Uh, I, I saw him a little bit uh, in the tourney. So um, it's just with, you know, that never-ending story with the Blazers, uh, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later. But um, but I for the most part, I do like the draft. I like what they did. So, um, But you know what, TP, I want to talk a little, you know, we'll talk free agency uh, with the NBA. Uh, that's coming up, uh, I think, they are. I think they're allowed on Friday when free agency open teams to talk to players. So, um, but I want to get into want to get into some MLB. I know um, I'm. Listen, I'm going to let you take the floor. I mean, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Shohei. I want to talk about the Mets. Probably a little bit of Yankees, but I want to let you let you get on your soapbox and talk about your Minnesota Twins facing. They're facing the Atlanta Braves right now. A um, little bit of a I don't know what, what, what you think. <laughs> it's a little bit of a struggle. It's you know good days, bad days, halfway days for uh, for those for those twins. They lost uh, three nothing. I think it is three nothing today. Talk to me about your twins, man. Uh, first and foremost, I want to go back with something you said. The Thunder. I don't yeah. like the move that they made with uh, Case and Wallace. You went and got another guard. You have Dort Giddy. Shea, Isaiah Joe, and they all are impact players. You're squeezing another guard in there, and you don't have a big. I also don't like the fact that Sam Presley sat up here and stock-logged 40-some-odd picks, and he's selling picks to everybody. Every other team is benefiting off of the picks that's supposed to help the team, and all you're doing is using these picks in the draft to give to another team or trading with another team. And 
doing some outlandish stuff. I'm not buying that by by no means. I I don't give him credit at all. Um, there's no way I'm a believer of what he does. They definitely need a big. They're putting all the eggs in one basket on Chet, and Chet's coming off of an injury. I'm not backing that. The Portland Trailblazers as well. That that's a scary situation for them to bring Scoot there and. Dame is on his way out, and there's no defensive cohesive there, cohesiveness there at all. You brought another guy that can score the ball, not somebody that's going to help you get stopped. I, I feel bad for Portland. This is the fans and the area of Portland being up there in Portland. There's some good-natured people, and um, they don't deserve what this organization is doing to them at all. I, I just feel a certain way. Um, back to what you're saying about the twin situation, they are in a bad situation just altogether. Um, earlier this season, they were – Scored, you know, outrageous runs. Uh, they went up in the Bronx and scored nine runs in the first inning. Like, like they could score runs when they wanted to up against a team at prime time and, and completed a feat that it took them so long to do something. Now it's like any team could, you know, catch a vulnerable Twins team, whether they're at home or on the road, and a lot of the impact players are hurt or Rocco's moving them. Like, Joey Gallo has just gotten back into the lineup and he wasn't even hurt. He just was sitting them out. And, um, Steadily playing Max Kepler, and that's a player I want to keep, but they're going to have to move Max Kepler. He's he's not productive as they wanted him to be, even though he got a home run in one of the games against the Braves. Um, I think Royce Lewis is definitely doing a better job out there at the plate um, and in the field. Hell, in the field too, because Kepler can't even throw. Like it, it just he's out there just to hold the place, and if he's hot, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. But he's been He's batting a hundred. It, it, it's terrible. It, it, I don't know what they want to do with him, but um, I was reading things that the Yankees were interested in the trade. So if he could go there, that would be crazy because it's a short porch. As much as I don't want to help the Yankees, it's like he, the fans have an affinity toward him in Minnesota because he's he's a likable player, but he has not been likable for what he's been doing for the past couple of months. And Byron Buxton, um. As good as you were for the past couple of seasons, but you've been injury plagued, and now that you miss so much time, you come back out here, you're not swinging the bat like they need them to. It's so many different issues in Minnesota to get figured out, um, and now they are under 500 at, at the top of the division, but it could break up with the Guardians yeah. if the Guardians could win. But it's an interesting situation on where they are, but them losing to the Braves is extremely frustrating to actually showcase themselves on, on how good they should be and they don't look like it. Uh, well, at least at this point in time of the season, because they were cruising, smacking everybody around. Heck, they beat the Yankees up. They actually just took one from the, the Red Sox. They they are able to do what they need to do. They, they actually took a whole league series against the Astros, winning down in Houston and in Minnesota. So there's teams that won the World Series that they're taking care of business of, but today they just got swept and. That's an unfortunate situation. Hopefully they bounce back. They got players that can make a difference. I'm a Kyle Farmer fan. I love what he does. Gallo, when he's in his groove, he's a monster, uh, especially what he's been doing this year. But uh, I just don't like the fact that Rocco Baldelli is more or less Google or analytically trying to manage this team instead of how he was rawly doing it. Just about three or four years ago, 2019, when we broke the home run record, it was there was more fluid fluidity and letting this team play how they need to play. Now it's like he's pulling every pitcher after six innings, even if they're hot. It's like, what, what's going on? Like, who's in your ear? Like, why why are they doing this to you? If not, then, then get another skipper. Like, and I don't want to lose Rocco right now, but the way that he's doing it is I, – I don't know who's approving this. I don't know who is, especially for them to be sluggish 
right now, especially being on the road at the at a, a point in time in the summer where the summer's cracking. So I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, the the only shining light is that, you know, despite getting swept by the Braves, um, that, you know, you're still in first place, right? Like, yeah, the Guardians, they, they're, what, 38 and 40, but your percentage points ahead of them. Um, I think, you know, you can take a series and you'll be fine, right, and, and get things righted. I think it was alarming to me that Rocco Bartoli closed the, closed the clubhouse to the media because there was a closed-door meeting. You know, with the team, uh, the players, I think it was a players-only meeting, um, to my knowledge. But, you know, they, they after that sweep, they were not happy. And, you know, I, I think it's good that they acknowledge it and they want to make some changes. But it, it's still a little troubling to me. So, like you said, you know, the, the bat's gone cold. Gallo, I've seen it way too many times in New York. And it was only like a year and a half, pretty much, or maybe a full year uh, between two seasons. But, um, you know, he's too streaky for me. He drives me crazy. Um, but I think Cleveland eventually, um, I don't think they're going to get it sorted out. I just don't. I think last year um, they overachieved. I don't. I think they're sellers most likely at the trade deadline. I just don't see it from them. So I think it's, I think you could take this division. I think you just got to get, like you say, you got to get things right. You got to get it right. So um, we'll see what happens. It's, it's a long season, right? We're, we're coming up to the all-star break in about a week and a half. So, you know, up till then, till, till uh, Ju- July is going to really – that's going to be a key month, I think, for, for this division in general because you got to win the division to get in because there's no way um, – oh, wild card's coming out of this division, right? Like, I, I just don't see it. So, um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm feeling the same pain as you are. The Yankees can't score a, a freaking run. They, they, they're playing in Oakland on the West Coast. Uh, the game probably going to get started in like a half hour or so, and you know, they, they lose two to one to the worst team in baseball. Can't score a run. It's it's mind-boggling. It's frustrating because, and I wrote an article about it about the Yankees' troubles uh, on SportsCityChefs.com. Make sure you get to the website and check that out. But um, you know, they can't win without Aaron Judge. Like one guy is is really dictating the whole fortune of this team. Um, you know, the guy that we took from you guys, Josh Donaldson, I wish I could give him away for a, a box of Cracker Jacks or something like that. He's just not hitting. DJ Lemay, struggling. Rizzo's starting to come out of it, but, I mean, he's only one guy. Stanton, you know, paying him all that money. He's batting under 200. Uh, this lineup just is not hitting. He can't get it done. And, you know, the pitching has actually been pretty good, but it's the hitting that's really frustrating for us uh, in New York. So I feel your pain. Um, another, you know, another team that's even more frustrating than our team are the New York Mets, right? So the Mets, you know, they got a over $300 million uh, payroll that they're touting. And I think they're about seven games under 500. They, you know, coming into today, they're 36 and 43. They're 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 they their payroll is 360 million dollars. And you know, Steve Cohen had to have pretty much like a, a press conference today on the state of the Mets. And you know, he quote said, "All is not lost yet, but it's getting late." And we're talking about. I'm preparing my management team for all possibilities in reference to trades or, you know, acquiring guys or trading off guys. There's a possibility 
that they could be trading Max Serger and Justin Verlander. And Serger came out and said, um, I don't know if it was public or in close quarters or what have you, that he would be willing to, you know, lift his no-trade um, clause if the right situation arises. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you. I mean, the Yankees are, you know, over 500, but more or less disappointing. Your, your, twi- your Twins, disappointing lately, not really – the whole season, but I mean, TP, the Mets have to be probably the most disappointing team in baseball right now. No, it would be Oakland A's are the most disappointing team in baseball right now, and they just beat the Yankees. Oh, we expect that, that's a that disappointing. Right? Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, we did not expect this. this. These guys are literally selling parking tickets that are worth more than the tickets of going to admission into that game and beat the Yankees. You mean to tell me that Aaron Judge just won MVP? hit so many doggone home runs and is really holding the power to the Yankees. And now from what I'm hearing, it's a ligament that he may miss up time until like July, August. Like they're saying that this may spill throughout the summer. So if he's out of the lineup and this is a struggle situation, the Yankees may continue to fall and may fall to the bottom of the division. And the one thing about Josh Donaldson that you hit on, good. I'm glad that that's happened to him. You don't know why? Because because he is one he is one cocky son of a gun. Um, there yep. was something I uh, I think is last year in Minnesota he did an incident in Chicago. Um, he hit a home run. He had a, a bad. It was a bad pitch thrown to him. He got mad at the um. He yelled at the um. The next pitch came. He jacked the pitcher. He knocked it out the park. Right. Comes around third mm-hmm. base. He starts kicking dirt on home plate after he scored just to show the ump up kicked them out of the game. Mm-hmm. After the game, Ozzie Guillen got into an argument, and Ozzie Guillen was like, I want you to notice something. Every team that you've gone to, they declined when you got there. I thought about that. I said, holy <laughs> crap. And it's every yeah. team that he's gone to, from Atlanta, Toronto, Minnesota, the Yankees. Look, even the doggone Bombers are going through the trauma mm-hmm. with Josh Thompson. And the crazy part is it's a safe face. This is the crazy part because you know when you got to like, um, you know, kind of chalk up your losses. Him, Boone tried to make up with him. Boone was already talking bad about him. Boone was like, you know what? Nah, let's scrap that. Let me try to get your morale back up and, you know, but let's clean out. And it's like, wait, no. If he's struggling and he's making the team bad, you know what you got to do. And you guys have been talking about moving him and they're not moving him. So there's a lot of things going on, and they're still scary at the plate. Like, you're not going to just leave a meatball across the plate for uh, Stan. Stan is a monster. So that's why I'm like, I don't get it why they're just saying, oh, judge and judge, judge. No, there's players there that can make a difference on that team. They just got to get their swagger back. I see Ope making uh, errors as well, too, so that Yankees team happens. And he's saying his team, do you know Barry the Mets fan, too? So he's talking about both of his teams. See, this is the up that Barry does have on people, that he, he has two teams. So now we're talking about the Mets. So the crazy part about the Mets is uh, I just I don't like to hear it. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth, right? As you guys know, we are from Connecticut, right? And I grew up around this environment. But one slogan or saying that they say I don't like is when they say the Mets are going to met because it's true, right? But I want to see them play. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because they are here and the real glory is with Dow Strawberry and Doc Good and they have the Subway Series in 2000, they just keep coming up short, so on and so forth. Just play. You know what I'm saying? If you're a purist of baseball or you like the game, just, just let it see it be done. And all of the moves that they are making, at least they are trying to make it happen. You've never seen the Mets ever spend this much money to try to bring it to the Queens, you know, and 
unfortunately, they fell apart. Reading something today that Verlander was like, he never saw this coming. Nobody in the clubhouse ever thought this would be happening. So it's like, I get it. it the, the players within that, that dugout, that locker room, are feeling the same heat. And um, they're in a formidable situation because the Braves are playing so strong. The Marlins are playing so strong. They're not going to catch nobody. Like, they don't have a, a – a, a chance to at least get to the postseason. I I feel comfortable in saying that. I don't want to say confident, but I'm yeah. so comfortable that the, the message is going to start streaking and win 12 to 15 games out of nowhere and get back in this thing. I, we've seen a surprise out of the Cincinnati Reds doing it, but everything is jacked up. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell the truth right here at Sports City. I am a Pete Alonzo fan. I do like what Pete Alonzo brings to the game, and he's in an unfortunate situation that these Mets are struggling and they brought in another bat to try to, you know, ease his situation while he was out, and Luke Voigt, and I, I think Voigt is a bomber too, but it's at the wrong time because these dudes are just struggling at the wrong time. So the the Mets are – I don't like that Mets going to Mets stuff, but they just got to figure it out. There's no more excuses. There's a lot of money being involved in this season alone for this Mets team to get it done. So New York all together, just like Alicia Keys said, there's a concrete jungle going on both in the Bronx and in Queens, they can't figure it out somehow, some way. But I think the Yankees will probably bounce back when Judge gets back. But for it to be a ligament in his plant foot because it's his right foot, I don't know when. But the Mets situation, it's <laughs> I don't like when they say this, too. They say, oh, it, the season starts, then the season is over in May. So it's really over. Like, like you guys really are looking forward to 2024. Do you guys not want to just destroy that nostalgia that's against you? But unfortunately – it's true at this point in time, but I, I don't like it. I don't. I'm nowhere near a Mets fan, but I like to see competitive nature of baseball being played, and the Mets are not doing it, especially with millions being spent in 2023. I just, I just can't. That's why I say they're the most disappointed, TP, because you're talking about a 360 million dollar payroll for a team that's seven games under 500 right now, and. So in, I know you don't. I don't know if you watch as much Mets baseball. I haven't really watched enough um, this year. It's kind of been hard to watch, not just because they haven't played good baseball, but it's kind of it's kind of emotional for me to to watch a Mets game right now. Um, they're just making air, like dropping balls. Like they're they're they look like a little league team. Like Francisco Lindor looks horrid, horrid, and he's supposed to be one of the best shortstops in the game. Right, I mean, you've seen enough of them in Cleveland to know that that guy is legit, and he looks like a little leaguer. So um, they're they're just playing awful baseball, um, trying to get that that um, starting rotation uh, healthy as healthy as possibly can. It's just embarrassing. The Yankees, you know, to your point, um, you know, Donaldson. I'm I'm sick and tired of Aaron Boone giving a vote of confidence for Josh Donaldson. Enough with this guy. It's time to Alex Rodriguez this guy. It's time to let him have one more get day in the sun and then cut him. Like, we're done. I've seen enough of this guy. I'm done. I'd rather see Cabrera at third base than this guy. I mean, he's, he's horrendous. He's hitting, like, 114 in his last 15 games. Stanton's average is at one, 184 or something like that. It's horrendous. After going 0 for 4, like, I can't anymore. I, I'm done with these guys. Pull the plug. The Mets, they're, they're a fiasco, man. Like, I have I have not seen – I've seen some bad Mets baseball, TP, um, you know, in recent years as well. But I, I've never seen a team with this much 
expectation play this bad, and they are they are no way, shape, or form going to catch that Braves team. That Braves team is playing phenomenal best baseball. They're arguably one of the best teams in baseball because you look at how fast Tampa Bay got off to a hot start, right? Tampa Bay's 54-win team. The Braves right there on their heels, 53 wins. They're a damn good baseball team. I expect them to go to the, the World Series. Um, they got Acuna, my guy. He's probably one of my favorite players after Aaron Judge. He's the leading all-star vote-getter. Um, he's a lock for the all-star in the NL. Um, and, you know, Otani on the other side, too. That That's a really good team. So, um it's it's just disappointing to me, and I agree. Listen, the the Oakland with everything going on around them, with the stadium and the city, and then probably going to go to Las Vegas. They're a disappointing team, but that payroll in New York just just makes me cringe. That's why I feel like they're the most disappointing. Um, anything to add before I, I move off of this TP? Um, I just I just want to know. So if Judge is out, how would you feel if the Yankees do fall to the bottom of the East? It's not that far to fall because the the the, right, the, the Red Sox are the Red right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a 500 team, and they're at the bottom of the division. It's not that far to fall. Um, if they fall, I think you know how came out. How Steinbrenner, the, the principal owner, came out and you know said it's too early to panic. Blah blah blah. Last week, you you start talking about this team, you get swept by the Red Sox a, a week ago, and then now you're talking about them possibly being at the bottom of the division. All right, it's time to panic. I mean, I, I think the fact that the Yankees went to Oakland, lost that game 2-1, and then Aaron Judge the next day is, is starting a throwing routine and starting to get back on the field. Like, he's like, ah, the hell with this. We ain't losing to this guy. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to do something. He's like, he's got to do like you, right, loosen up the blazer and, and the tie. Like, he's got to do something because this team is, to your point, TV, you're absolutely right. They're not far off from the bottom of their division, which is no slouch. This is the, probably the best division top to bottom in the league. But it, bottom of the division is bottom of the division, and you're not going to be able to catch the Tampa Bay Rays with that record. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. Like, listen, to the bottom of the division, we're going to have some talks about, you know, making some, some, making some trades, obviously, but making some drastic changes. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll, I'll let you be at peace with that situation. Right now, I, I, I just love the fact that you picked on the the boom situation with Donaldson because I know I was doing some mm-hmm. beating on it, and it's like they they're trying their best to keep it, you know, out of the, the media's hands. But just like I said, I began mm-hmm. lifted the lid off of Josh Donaldson's little cocky tail, and um, it's yeah. followed him everywhere he's gone. No matter how much money he think he could pull in or. That cocky demeanor, I don't care if you're in the middle of New York and so on and so forth, nothing can save you, nothing. And and you're hurting the Yankees at the wrong time, too, especially right here in front of the All-Star break. So, literally, I guess when the All-Star break come, hopefully the Yankees will go on one of those runs and make it happen to turn this thing around. But if not, right. this is a, a season that's lost. And the crazy part is that you guys are rushing a $400 million investment back. I wouldn't be messing around with that type of money, especially with that being on his right. plant foot. That's always going to be there. Every time he swings the bat, he's pushing off of that. So um, I don't know if he's faking the injury, but this is something that they need to worry about because that's a ligament. That ain't a, a sprain, a, a, a toenail. Like, this is serious. Right. So the Yankees have their hands full, and their, their work is cut out for them. So 
Go ahead and make that bed. Y'all got to sleep in it. That's an excellent point. Like, you, you get to the point where he's, like, in his 30s, right? Um, it is a serious enough injury. They thought it was nothing. Well, they didn't think it was nothing. They didn't think it was that severe, and it turns out to be a torn ligament. Now you're talking about do you pain management him for the season into the playoffs if you make it to the playoffs, or do you shut him down because you're in the first year of a long-term deal and you want to protect that investment? And it's, in New York, we don't like that. We don't want a wasted season. There's no wasted seasons here. We haven't won since 2009, so – um, that's a very interesting point. But call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Um, I want to stick with baseball for a second, and then we could talk some basketball. But um, Shohei Otani last night put on a show. TP, um, you know, he goes into he's playing um, unbelievable baseball against the White Sox pitching. Uh, pitches six innings. You know, another day at the office. You know, one run, run, uh, four hits. Uh, given up 10 strikeouts, but then at the plate, another day at the office, two home runs. Um, I think he leads the league in home runs, 28, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's the leading vote getter uh, in the AL for the All-Star team. Uh, that that Those votes came out uh, recently, so he's at the top. Okuna, Okuna is at the top as well. Um, you know, so I think the voting, and then I think the next round, is coming up, and then they'll have the final count, I think, next week or something like that. But Shohei just masterful in his performance. Um, you know, last year, I think Mike Mike Harvey, the argument that he probably deserved the MVP last year, but Aaron Judge just had such a phenomenal year, it was hard not to give it to him. Now you're talking about Judge being hurt, to your point, and Shohei um, pitching to a three – ERA and, you know, hitting 28 home runs, leading that Angels team who's finally over uh, 500 and maybe making a push for the playoffs where he deserves. Um, TP, I want to ask you, do you think Shohei can get the MVP and the Cy Young this year? I don't know about the Cy. is definitely capable, but the MVP is in Anaheim right now getting dusted (laughs) off and he is replacing that situation that happened with him and Judge last year, just like it happened with the rookie of the year situation, so on and so forth. And the bigger threat to Aaron Judge is he might end up taking down Aaron Judge's home run record that he just put together last season. I feel like he's going to end up knocking that off as of the pace. You know how to keep the pace. They say that he's on pace for 60, and he's definitely yeah. threatening Judge's home run record. So, um, and I know once it gets around, like August and September, and when they see the numbers and run out of games, that that hype is going to come around him, and he he is the price of admission. He will start mashing that ball even more. So I feel like it is a threat for him to get it done. And um, good thing he don't know the English language because people want to hear him try, and and they people love that. You know, they love they marvel at people trying to you know be a fan favorite, and he is. But the one thing that I do like. Or not like I, I guess I'm in between the fence on this situation is the Angels are in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, and here's yeah. why. Do you know they gave Trout about four hundred something million dollars with his contract when it came up? They gave him four hundred million dollars. What yeah. are you gonna pay Shohei as soon as possible? Like you guys cannot play around with him. 
He's worth more, worth as much. Let me just say as much or more than Trout. Plus, yep. Trout has been injured almost every season he came to this league. And so mm-hmm. he's been playing, pitching, batting, doing everything crazy. And you got to add another mm-hmm. gem to it. He's from Asia, you know, so he's getting that Asian culture involved. What are you guys going to pay him on top of Trout? Because if so, if you guys land that big money, you guys are going to be playing with the Bad News Bears. You're going to have um, Xavier, Avery, Evelyn playing on the team. <laughs> like, everybody can play for free. That, that's all that's going to happen. So the Angels are in a bad situation. As good as these guys are playing, and Trout is having a breakout. Trout is starting to hit the ball good, too. But the rest of that team has to come together. At least the Angels are in the race right now. But when they start talking money, the Angels are in a bad situation. So um, you guys better have fun while it lasts. I really do want to see him catch Judge's situation because of all that he has been through with Judge. These guys are kind of tied together, similar to the uh, Sammy Sosa-McGuire chase. So we'll see. So I, I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, he's leading the league in home runs and RBIs. Um, and then, you know, 73 pitching uh, record, three, like I said, 3.02 ERA, 127 uh, strikeouts. I mean, I think he's got a I – think, I agree. He's a lock for the MVP. I think he's got a good shot if he keeps it up with his strikeouts and stuff and his performance to get that Cy Young. Because, you know, I think Cole's having a really good year. Um, I would, Cole's going to be in that top – Five top three range for the for the Cy Young, no question. Excuse me, no question about it. Um, but then you look around in the AL. I mean, who else are we going to be talking about that you you think could be a, a a Cy Young candidate? Right? Like, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to like comb through names, and I'm like, once I start going like, uh, like you know, McCallahan for 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 the um, for the Rays. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi, like, uh, like, uh, like you know, these things don't like pop out at me. So, I think Shohei and and, and Cole are probably the two if, if the two guys that are if they keep it up, they're they're going to be right there. But you know, Shohei is the best show in town. I don't think the Angels. I, listen, the Angels had better make the playoffs. I'm tired of this team. I've said it for years with Trout. And to your point, you know, Shohei now is better than Trout, and Trout's a damn good player. Trout's one of the best players of our generation, to be totally honest. Just can't stay healthy. But, I mean, that team with those two guys never make the playoffs. Those two deserve to be on a big sh- on a big stage in the playoffs, seeing those guys um, in meaningful at-bats. And if, I, I think Shohei, I think, honestly, I think he's going to be a Dodger next year. I honestly think, I don't care what the Angels offer him, if they offer him in the season, after the season, I think especially if they don't make the playoffs and make a solid push, like I can see him just bailing and going across town and go and play for the Dodgers because he deserves better. And that, you know, that that A's team deserves better because they, they can't figure it out. They have those guys, and they can't figure out how to build a team around them. It's ridiculous. I mean, if you really think he's going to end up in the Dodgers uniform, that would be crazy, man. But I do want to see how this does play out for him because whoever, mm-hmm. if he doesn't land there, there's going to be teams unloading to try to get him there. But, um, again, this is going to be the season to watch. I really want to see how this ends for them. Uh, God right. willing, they stay healthy and um, go from there. But right now, he's threatening to get 60. 
and pitching this well. Um, that's why I said I don't know about the Cy Young situation because there are names that threaten it. But the MVP, man, if they give somebody else the MVP, I'm, I'm not watching the sport no more. I'm done. I'm like, I give up. I give up. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> There's nobody else that deserves it. I agree with you, man. There's nobody else that deserves it more than this guy. This guy is the price of admission. And like like I said, listen, Aaron, Aaron Judge, to me, not, and not a little bit as a Yankee bias, to me, he deserved that MVP last year. And he did. He had the numbers to back it up. He was practically a triple crown guy. I think he missed out on the um, – on the batting average by a few points or what have you, there's no debate this year because Judge is hurt. And, you know, if Judge was healthy, he would be putting up some numbers that would be comparable to Shohei, but he's not healthy, and Shohei is, and he's doing it on, at the plate and, and, and on the mound. And people want to debate that he's the greatest player that we've ever seen. I ain't going that far, but the guy is impressive. The guy, the guy is the best player in the league right now, right as we stand right now. But, uh, Call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Uh, you know, let's talk, let's talk some basketball, man. Um, so free agency is upon us. It is coming up. I mean, the two. There's not a lot of big names out there. I mean, you know, Draymond Green declined his um, his player option. He's he's going to hit free agency. He just declined what the twenty seven million. Um, it's expected that Harden should decline his. I think he did today. Not a hundred percent sure. I think tomorrow is his dead for um for him to decline his uh, player option. I think it's about thirty thirty three, thirty six million somewhere around there. So I would expect him to decline that because he can get that max money. Um, Kyrie Irving is out there. Um, Van Fleet declined his option. He's a free agent. So I mean. You know, a lot of signs point to Kyrie getting that max money. I mean, everything that he puts those teams through, and this guy can still probably get that $50 million a year, and he's going to get it because Dallas is desperate. And I think that's the only place that – I think that's probably the only place that he can go at this point. Um, it's just, it's mind-boggling that he could still get that money. Do you think um, – what do you think Kyrie Irving's going to end up, TP? Do you think he goes back to Dallas, or is there another suitor out there for him? From what I'm reading, uh, I read something today that said that he was telling people that he's going to be a Laker. So that's something that I'm watching wow. closely. I, yeah, I know. So we'll see how that does end up panning out. Um, he's one of the top three, top five point guards in the league. I really want to say top three. So I still feel like there's a demand around Kyrie. Um as long as the availability is there for him to come there and kind of run the show, he can do it. But I know a lot of people do still want to see LeBron and Kyrie try to do the best that they can, especially being in the Western Conference. It'll definitely be something to talk about, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, I really feel like um, that dynamic between Kyrie and Luka is not going to work. I don't think it'll work. I think it'll be cool to see these guys are one-on-one isolation players, but um, at the end of the day, I don't think that gets them to a – Where's the conference final held? Damn sure not an NBA final. So move Kyrie the best way that they can. Um, the Draymond Green situation, I think he shot himself in the foot. Like he did the, the really? cheddar bob from eight mile, um, giving up that much money. And <laughs> he's at the end of his he's at the end of his run. And, and you're with a championship team. You take what you want right there. I get it. You, you say what you're worth. But he's in his 30s right now, and he's not bringing anything but defense to a team right now. He's not giving you – 18 points a game to warrant more than $27 million. They're not just giving away money to people just because of their resume, what it was. 
Like he's gonna have to go out here and play against some young guns now. So he shot himself in the foot. He may be in the same situation that uh, Dennis Schroeder did when he left the Lakers the first time, looking for ninety mil, and they tried to offer him eighty four, and then they ended up giving him a hundred. Uh, I mean, giving him one mil when he came back. It's like this is what's gonna end up happening to you because you feel like you're bigger than the world. So um, Draymond is in a tough situation. I'm hearing more about the Golden State Warriors are actually speaking out on the move of Chris Paul coming to Golden State. So hopefully this doesn't change yeah. the dynamic if these guys are, like, trying to blow it up or just uncomfortable. And I, I didn't like it anyway either myself. I, I feel like they had a uh, a rivalry, Chris Paul and whoever he was on up against the Warriors. Now you bring them there, and they always kind of – it kind of looked like they shortchanged Clay. Like, Clay needs another guard in front of him. This is the same thing that they did with Kevin Durant, made Clay, you know – questionable at the end of the day and they were winning championships but it's like so many cameras and microphones are in clay's face like how do you feel how do you feel and then bringing in chris paul is like what what's going on and chris paul is close to 40 like i i don't know what they're doing right now but it's very interesting in san francisco at this point in time so that's the one thing that i'm concerned about uh for them moving forward especially in the western conference while it's loaded in this conference yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't like the fit, man. I really don't because Chris Paul is a pick and roll, slow down half court point guard with a team that wants the its ball movement and in motion, right? Motion offense. It's basically a variation of the triangle with the motion offense. I don't know how he fits. He's a second unit guy. Like I don't see him playing with, um, like you know, CP, CPP playing with with. Uh, Curry and Thompson. Thompson came out and said that he admitted saying it's going to be a little weird playing with uh, Chris Paul because they played against him so often. So I, I just, I, I don't like the fit. I, I think it's a, it's not a good move for them. I think it's a good move to get off a pool because I think he needed to get out of there. As soon as he got his money, he is brand new, like, uh, like Ron Fest and Kanye West. Remember that song? Brand new, brand new. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the fit with pool anymore, but I don't, I think it's a worse fit for Paul. Um, Draymond, I think he can get. I think he's looking to get his last contract and get his last um, piece of lettuce. So, um, I think there's teams that would pay him. I, I would think Portland would pay him. Um, you know, to get a player like that. I think the points aren't really where he's, you know, really valuable. It's that leadership. He is a facilitator, and he's a he's a heck of a defender. He's one of the better defenders in the league. So. Um, I think he'll get his bread somewhere, but I think he'll go back to Golden State. I think they'll try to run it back one more time, but uh, it'll be tough to try to do that with Chris Paul in tow. Um, you know, and honestly, I give Kyrie a lot of crap because, you know, to to be honest, on the court and, and what he does as far as not being available, he deserves it. But it, he wasn't the reason that Dallas didn't work. I'm putting this squarely on Luka. I, I wouldn't give the the problem in the league as a whole is they got to give these guys their their extensions and their max money and guaranteed contracts and like Luca like what have you done to deserve anything like you made one Western Conference Finals run like other than that like what have you done like he comes in out of shape doesn't finish games he complains I I, I just don't like his body language his leadership skills like at the end of the day like he. He was – I don't think he he played well with Kyrie. Kyrie did everything he could to play off of, of Luka. I think it's on Luka. He's got to be the one that comes in in shape, ready to go, 
and be committed because you know what? Like he isn't he isn't in that he's always in that MVP category and we're gonna have to start talking about him not getting it done. Like we're talking about Joel and B. Like Jokic got it done and you know, Giannis got it done when they got their MVPs right, but you know, now we're gonna talk about Embiid and we need to start talking about Luca as well. Like these guys are supposed to be megastars and you know, they need to start getting it done. So Luca better make it work. You know what I mean? I think Kyrie wasn't the problem, and I think Dallas is going to give him his money at the end of the day. Because I think the Lakers came out and said today, TP, that they're looking to extend offers to Reeves and Hashimura. So they're in guarantee Vanderbilt, right? So they're looking like they're going to run it back with the team that, you know, surprisingly had that finals run, right? So I don't think there's money in L.A. for Kyrie. Um, I mean, did you hear that? TP with the Lakers are going to bring, try to bring most of the band back together and make another run with the team that they had last year, or at least the second half yeah, last year. I also read that too, but I also read that they're actually trying to make insurance impact on losing Reeves. So you guys better watch that because Reeves is a pretty penny right now. So um, he right. made the man something to leave too. So um, they got to worry about the guy that was more impactful outside of LeBron James. Shoot or right, more than right. LeBron James actually shoot uh, in this playoff run. So um, they, I, I heard they, that they're trying they to run it back, the but cap, they, right? They can go over the cap to to bring Reeves back, right? Because they have his bird rights. Yeah, I, I get it, but still, if he's oh. interested in going somewhere else, like and not trying to oh, have yeah, it, then okay. I, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, then what? So this right. is something that you got to watch closely. And then they're saying that LeBron is interested in going into another team in the Eastern conference. It's like, Whoa, what's, what's really going on? So I want to, I want to <laughs> go all pan out because if Le- oh, LeBron God. leads to start ring chasing or situate himself so he yeah. can play with his son, it's, it's a whole nother image of the Lakers right now. So, um, wow. get your popcorn ready. T-O-L- <laughs> yeah, get your popcorn ready. LeBron's gonna LeBron, man. You just you don't know what he's gonna do, man. I I don't know, but I think Reeves. You know, one person came out. I think it was. I mean, I don't. Colin Cowherd. I mean, that guy. You know, like why would you pay overpay for Austin Reeves? I think Austin Reeves is a pretty darn good player, and I think he upped his value in the playoffs. Unlike uh, D'Angelo Russell, who kind of his value dropped, especially in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think. You know, I'm not saying that Austin Reeves is a max player, but I think he deserves to get about $20 million a year. I think he's going to be that good um, if he keeps progressing. I think, you know, they see what everybody else sees. This guy can play. And, you know, I think in today's market, I think he can he can command that kind of like Jalen, Jalen Brunson kind of contract at, at some point. Um, the Bulls, they, they, they agreed to a three-year um, extension with um, – with the big center, Vucek, I mean, um, did you see that? Are you surprised that the Bills, that, I don't know what they're doing with Nikola Vucek. I, I, they, they, they gave him the three-year, $60 million contract extension, and they're going to keep him in tow. I mean, what are, they, what are the Bulls doing? I like Vukovic a lot. The thing about him is, is he doesn't fit that Bulls organization. That's the bad part. Um, right. He's a big that can score the ball. He doesn't defend well, and they need defense in that paint because a lot of teams attack the Bulls in the paint, and um, it's been showing. Mm-hmm. But I think they put all their eggs in one basket to try to get this to work with him. 
and where he's mm. been so far throughout the league, it hasn't worked. So um, hopefully Billy Donovan has a trick up his sleeve to try to turn this thing around. I've also heard that Levine may potentially be on the move or stay. So it's, it's more than just Book right now, but they're trying to at least keep one of those pillars in tune to try and hold this thing up. If not, if this falls apart, Billy Donovan will be out of there soon. And hopefully the management can do this and provide him a good roster. But, um, yeah, Vuk, Vuk is a, he's a good big offensively. Defensively, he's a liability. So we will see how it does look in this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, I mean, the, the the rumors that I'm starting to hear percolate is crazy, you know, just around the league. Kyle Kuzma is coveted by the, the Sacramento Kings. I think that would be a pretty good pickup for them. Um, if they don't need offense, they need defense. I think, he, you know, he'd be a nice lengthy guy. Um, the Mavericks and Suns look into, you know, they were close to a trade um, for Aiton. They see if that kind of materializes as a free agency opens up. Uh, the Rockets looking into Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks. Those are two guys that they really want. Uh, the John Collins trade from um, the, the Hawks to the Jazz, I thought that was an interesting trade, too. I think it's a good move for the Jazz. I think Collins finally got out of uh, Atlanta. Not to say that um, it was a bad move. Uh, a bad look for him in um, Atlanta, but you could kind of tell after that extension, you know, his, he, he didn't have a real position there um, with other guys that they had on the on the team, and uh, the Jazz get him for Rudy Gay in a second-round pick. I actually kind of like that pick. Um, they, they get that contract, but they can absorb that contract, but I think it's a good move for that team. So a lot of things, scenarios going down. Um, shoot a drop probably in free agency is uh, James Harden. Um, you know, all signs point to him most likely dropped, uh, declining that um, that extension um, and opting out of his contract going into free agency. But you know, where do you where do you see? I mean, he's looking to get his money, obviously, uh, and to win. Uh, he took a pay cut to come back to to the Sixers this year so that they can get um, some guys and like PJ Tucker that didn't work out, but. He took a pay cut to come back. Um, where do you see James Harden uh, ending up and playing some basketball next season? Very interesting question. Um, I want to see if he does, you know, opt out of that contract situation and try to get the Supermax. It'd be interesting because he is in the middle of his 30s right now too. So how many years are you looking at to see him play? And he is on a decline and it's showing. Um, right. I don't like what he's up to. Um, he went to Philly <laughs> to try to make this thing work, and now you're talking about potentially going to Houston or something. So it's like, where do you go? Houston's already rebuilding their own characteristics down there. You're going to go down there and rob them of their future to soak up all the money for yourself, you're greedy, and um, you're ring chasing, and, and the Rockets aren't even in a ring situation. So I think you're just trying to flood the bank as best as you can before you end up retiring, and, and uh, you could care less on how it looks like, oh, NBA legends, NBA greats, if they win a championship or not, because you're not pegged to get one. And, in fact, what's going on in Philly, I also heard that Embiid may be one of the people that may potentially end up leaving Philly too. So I'm watching everything in PHI, apparel and all. So, um, <laughs> but, but the hardest situation, definitely, um, I, don't, I don't like it. Forget just approve of it. I just don't like what you're trying to do, whether you're going to go be a piece, go be the man, or just money-chasing I don't think you have aspirations of getting an NBA title. 
you're not there for what the you know the pure love of the game is, is to accomplish something. You're making sure that you don't go broke and how much Balenciaga you can buy. Like that that's all James Harden is about. Is a selfish character and it's starting to show more than ever, especially when he left Houston, especially when he left Brooklyn. Now he's talking about leaving Philadelphia potentially. Like these last three stops are showing a lot of what Jimmy Beard is all about right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, they're saying, you know, that, you know, he intends to decline that option and, and get his bread, right? Um, listen, I'm not going to stop anybody from getting their money, but you had better come back to Philadelphia because you basically threw – I would say you threw the game to get Doc Rivers fired. And you and – and you're tied to, to the hip with Morey, right, with Daryl Morley – how can you do all this? They they basically capitulated to what you wanted, got rid of Doc Rivers, and then you leave? He better not leave. It would be a terrible look for him. And I, I, I'll ask you real quick. I'll give my two cents on it. If I'm the Philadelphia, if I'm Philadelphia, smart brain kind of in the front of my head, I'm not giving him a max deal. To your point, he's in his mid-30s. That guy's not a super max player. But Philadelphia has no choice because you got rid of Doc Rivers to keep this guy. You got no choice. You have to give him a max deal now. You have you have to pay him. Is TP is is James Harden a super max player? Borderline. I'll be fair to say borderline. <laughs> but right now, if you're looking at multiple years to give him a lot of money, that's I don't I don't like it. Not one bit. Not one bit. You should get as much as we can out of this season right now and don't don't break the team up as best as possible. They're already talking about Tobias Harris being another uh, piece that they may move. Yep. Philly needs him right now. So he is in a good situation to try to get them to actually jump the gun and pay him. But um, what if he declines some more? What if he doesn't make it to April and have them on another postseason run? The Sixers have fallen apart year after year, whether it's a game seven or – postseason appearances all together. Like, Harden has to come up in there and do something. Like, he had a 40-point game in that Celtics series, and then everybody thought it was over because they had gained the uh, home court. Next thing you know, he's like, you know, I hold my beer. I'm going to give this right back to them. I'll be right back. And sure enough, he did. And now look at what he's in the situation of actually leaving them. So I, I, I wouldn't dare try to throw him that type of money. But all of these guys are getting it just because of – the name and image that these guys are bringing to the game. They, they're still able to fill seats at the end of the day. So, But I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I'd stick to my guns and try to rebuild toward the future. So that's what Philadelphia's going to need because that process is shattered and the process does not show hard in getting them to an Eastern Conference final or winning an NBA final. I don't, I don't see that. Yeah, I mean, Philly is screwed because they got to figure out, they got to give Maxie, Tyrese Maxie, a max. They got to give him an extension. They got to pay him now. They got to lock him up because if either they they trade him for assets or they lock him up. You know what I mean? Because he's that good that he's going to get that money on the open market either way, max you know bird rights or not. So now you're talking about him. They might have to trade Tobias Harris just to be able to afford the max contract of Harden and the extension on Tobias Harris. Not to mention the supermax that they already gave Joel Embiid. Philly's screwed. And, and I don't like the fit. I just, this team, I don't feel, I feel like they're not going to achieve very much, but they have no choice. 
but to bring these guys back and to run it back. Just like kind of like the Lakers. Like, I don't feel the Lakers have financial flexibility to go out there and make a big deal. Like, for me, I would try to get Van Fleet and try to bring back some of those other guys like Achimura and um, Reeves, but I don't think you can do both. I would like, I would love to see Van Fleet in LA, but I don't think, I don't think they can do it. They, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. So I, I feel like that's the same situation in Philly, and you know we're gonna get a lot of answers in the coming days uh, with Harden probably dropping his um, max extension, and then free agency set to to open up. Um, a lot of names, like I said, out there: Van Fleet, Dylan Brooks, uh, what have you. So. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting uh, as we get into, uh, which has become really an uh, event in itself, uh, free agents in the NBA because deals happen, um, and I think you're going to see a lot of trades. I mean, I'm ba- I'm banking on um, Aiton getting traded, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I I I I I wanted to argue with you last week, but now I can kind of. I've come around to your your way of thinking. I'm tired of Dane Lillard, man. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of thinking about it. If he don't want to be traded, then he don't want to be traded. Then it's it. It's fine. It's okay. You know, I don't know if he doesn't want to be the bad guy. I don't know if he doesn't want to be the one to ask for a trade. But, like, if you're not going to get traded, fine. Then we're just not going to talk about you in that light. We're not going to talk about you being a great player on a bad team. That's where you want to be. Okay, that's good. Done talking about it. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I had enough of that. <sighs> TP, I don't know if you got anything to add before we get out of here on, on, on another edition of the Cookout, brother. All I got to say is I don't blame you. I'm tired of that Dame Lillard stuff, too, and everybody begging for him to come here, there, and everywhere, and he's going to play the humble ride. I'm not leaving, and uh, they drafted me. I'm going to stay loyal. Well, go ahead and stay loyal and look like uh, – Carl Malone, let me do it like that. Mm-hmm. Carl Malone stayed through to the Utah Jazz, and once it was the end of the road, he tried to run to the Lakers, and they got him there, and they sure got pounded in by the Pistons. So I don't know if you're going to mm-hmm. wait till it's too late for you and try to be doing what Chris Paul's doing and, and can't get it to happen. It, this league is only filled with so many championship teams, only one. So what roster are you going to hit yourself to to try to make it happen? I don't know, but like I said when I told you, who cares? Who cares about the Dame Lillard situation? I'm done with it. Shoot, who cares? <laughs> I feel you, man. I had enough, man. It, and it's no disrespect to him. He's a great player. But, like, if that's where you want to be, that's where you want to be. I don't want to hear you crying about them drafting Scoot Henderson and, and not – you listen, you're holding up the team now because they want you to figure out, oh, you know, through, through you know, free agency – if you can play with these young guys and wait until summer league, Jeremy Grant don't have time to wait. He's trying to get that bread. Like he wants a decision by the, by the end of this week. So he can make a move inside. Like, like, do I want to come back Blazers or do I want to go somewhere and get some, get my money, but also be able to win. So they don't have time to wait. Like it's just a, it's just a weird situation. I'm just, I'm over it, man. Like you're not, you don't want to leave. Don't leave. Fine. Don't leave. You know what I mean? It's like I was watching the Wolf of Wall Street last night. You know, I ain't, I ain't leaving. I ain't leaving. Like, okay, don't leave. Fine. You know what I mean? It's like, good. Whatever. Um, whatever. But it's, it's going to be fun, man. I can't wait to see what happens, um, you know, in, in 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 the NBA free agency. Always a fun time. Uh, 
got to watch my Yankees. They're depressing me. You know what I mean? They're going to depress me, but that's what we do. Um, always a pleasure, TP. Listen, get to the website, sportscitychef.com. We're blogging. I'm blogging like crazy. I haven't written for a couple of days. I'll probably get get the pen out and, and, and write something. TP might inspire me with all, all the, the, the nice dishes that he has flying around, so I might be inspired to write something, maybe some free agency stuff. Well, maybe I'll do something like that. You never know. The villain's always uh, working, always cooking. Uh, finger foods are up. Uh, Sirius uh, posted a finger food finally with his pops. Um, good stuff talking about the uh, Steelers. Chandler's got a finger food TP. He put a finger food up there. So I'm um, talking about a little bit of NBA stuff. So, you know, shout out to those guys. I'm sure they're going to be t- on the gumbo tomorrow talking all things sports. So make sure you listen to that tomorrow, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Got a lot of uh, things cooking, man. We're cooking, man. Get, come get you a plate. Come, come eat. Come eat. Um, TP, you know what to do. Get us out of here, brother. I'm there. I, I'll be in the building for the gumbo. You leave when I come. When I come through, you leave. So they let me know what you be up to. Don't don't worry. I, I'll be hearing about what you be up to. Don't don't let please don't let them fool you people. Don't let them fool you people. No no no. I'm not gonna let that happen. But yeah, Sports City man, check us all check us out all throughout the week. We got stuff coming around. That's for sure. And Chandler's actually stepping up doing finger food. This is great that we got him doing more participation as well. We're doing this for you guys out there that love to support us as best as possible, especially the people in the Philadelphia area. I'm sorry I had to pick you guys apart as much as I possibly can, but it's more or less James Harden. I'm I'm not picking on the team as much as possible, just more or less that slogan. But, um, yeah, man, the gumbo tomorrow, the bunch should be Sunday, uh, depending on how that holiday weekend goes down. And I'll just stay focused, man. We're we coming up on July, man, and, and the, the midseason classic is coming for baseball, uh, training camp, and, and preseason is coming too. Boy, I can smell it, man. Fall is still around, even though summer just kicked off. But y'all already know this is food for thought. Hopefully y'all still can do these dishes. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend. And it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Chefs, Sports City, Sports City, Chefs, Kaboom, Sports City Chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman vs. MF Doom, the clouds loom, so tell a friend it's the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.